Welcome back, devoted podcast listeners, to the Self Love Fitness Project podcast, where we are redefining what it means to be fit. Not just physical, mental, emotional, spiritual fitness as well. Now, in this episode, we have a very special guest, Rachel Golia. She is a functional medicine, holistic nutritionist practitioner. Woo! That's a mouthful, but it is well worth the mouth. And she talks about what to put in your mouth. <laughs> she talks about what, how foods actually affect you, how it's not just about food, it's about your whole lifestyle, and how the industry right now is giving us false information in some ways. But she shares her beliefs and her practice and how she's actually gotten results for her clients. Her business, we asked her afterwards, is pretty much all referral-based. That's because she gets results and people refer her because she is amazing. Okay, so this episode is going to provide you with a ton of value. I love bringing on experts who have been doing this for a while and actually live what they preach. Without further ado, let's dive into Rachel's world. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you as well. Thanks for doing this, by the way. We're, we're super excited to, to talk to you about functional nutrition. And, you know, a lot of the clients that we work with with our business are very like starting from scratch or starting from the very basic stuff. So we'll be talking about that today and how to build habits that are sustainable and not just like some like kind of crash diet or, you know, something like that. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, now before we get started, I sent you a, a short outline of what we'll be talking about. Is there anything that's off limits for you or anything that you just, you just don't like to talk about? Uh, no, I'm very comfortable and I'm, I'm pretty transparent. I mean, the process of going through nutrition counseling and working on your self care, uh, we owe it to people to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I mean like, yeah, we are all about authenticity. I think that's what we are all craving is yeah. realism and you know, truth. So cool. Let's pop right into it then. Are you good to, good to get started? Good to go? Yes. All right, cool. How is the, so how is the audio down here? Is that, that's, you can't hear that, right? This is better like this? Yeah, if you keep it up to your mouth. You got to keep it close. Oh, you do have to keep it up so to your mouth. So much more crisp. Yeah. I'm oh, really? To keep it like right there. Okay, yeah. I'll get used, I got to get used to this. Last time he keeps doing it, I'm like, bro, audio. Man. I don't think of that. Okay, all right. Um, all right, so I'll start off. Uh, first of all, welcome, Rachel, to the show. We're super happy to have you. Um, so in your words, like, what is functional nutrition and why did you choose it? Or maybe why did it choose you? So I definitely think it chose me. Functional nutrition, in my mind, is a root cause approach and a systems-based approach where you are looking at the person, their habits, their environment, their lifestyle, their genetic history. You're looking at every component of that person. You're not just looking at the food that you're about to eat. You're assessing the person's need in a systems approach, um, essentially to individualize that care. Yes. So often when you hear about different dietary trends or how people are coached when it comes to what we want to eat and how to find health, it's very much cookie cutter. You know, people ask, right. what's keto? Should I be a vegan? What do you think about this? When it's so much more complex that, of an answer than that. Right. Because you are one individual person with so many interchangeable working parts that it you can't simply prescribe a diet because right. it's not one size fits all. So how that essentially called to me was back when I was in high school, I used to suffer from migraines. I had them chronically okay. and I was, they were debilitating. I was in and out of school seeking neurologists for help. Um, I was hospitalized at one point, they were pretty crippling and I've always been a wide person you know, you're not born broken. So what is the reason or why am I having these migraines? Mm. It's not, you know, 
when I would see a neurologist and pop into their office, they would say, oh, you have a headache, here's a pill for the pain and a pill to right. prevent. And, you know, that's like masking a symptom. It's not going down to the root cause. And that's what yeah. functional nutrition does. It travels down to the why. Right. When I went to a DO who was also a neurologist, I told him, listen, I don't understand why I'm getting these migraines. He's like, well, it's very simple. We can look at your micronutrient panel and I can talk to you a little bit about what's going on environmentally and figure out what's causing these migraines. I'm like, perfect. How are you the only person to hear me? <laughs> and we did a micronutrient panel. I was severely deficient in magnesium, B2 and B6. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very underhydrated. I was, I was dehydrated. Yes. And he had me supplement with full food groups as well as um, supplementation through a capsule when it came to those micronutrients. And I never had a migraine again. Wow. And this, this was just changing the micro, your micronutrient intake. That was it. Yep. Exactly. And my hydration. I was drinking more water. Yeah. So that easy switch would have put a normal person in two different paths, right? You could have gone the route of following that conventional path where you were taking a pill every day to prevent a migraine and you're uh, prescribed opioids when it comes to pain management. And that could have spiraled out of control for someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, path B, the functional path, is yeah. looking at the person, finding what's imbalanced, getting rid of the things in excess and replenishing the things that are in deficiency. And right, being okay. able to build the proper setting for your body to function optimally. Yes. Um, so when you, when you talk about a system, looking at a person from the whole, first of all, I love that you're talking about going to the root and skipping past the symptoms. Um, I think we do that in, in other ways too, aside from just physical health. I can think of myself developing an eating disorder and thinking that my relationship with food was the, the problem when really it was a relationship with my dad you know, like their actual root of the, of the problem. And I, and it, the relationship with food wasn't fixed until I fixed the relationship with my dad. Yeah. And so I love that you're talking about going to the root because that's the only way you can actually fix something. So when we're talking about systems, what are the other systems that you can look at aside from micronutrients and like how many are there and how does one test for that? And do you can sure. get one test and kind of know where to go or do you need like multiple tests and do a whole experimenting process? So there are two main components that functional medicine practitioners really will utilize when doing their initial consult with the client. Um, one is a functional medicine matrix and the other is a functional medicine timeline. Okay. Both ways are in which we are gathering as much information about that client as humanly possible from gestation, from when they were conceived okay. because life begins in the womb and things that happen environmentally to the mother, um, things that they're exposed to from the womb even can play a part. So when you're looking at that timeline and interviewing your client for functional nutrition or even functional medicine in a whole, you get to pinpoint exact points in which people felt well or didn't feel well. And okay. even stimulus of, you know, I had my father die at this point or my dog died. Um, I lost my job, stressors, triggers like that. Yeah. So that timeline really helps you paint a picture of what those root causes could be. Okay. You look at antecedents, you look at mediators, you look at triggers. We basically can map out, actually, hold on one moment. <laughs> I have 
I have it a bit a visual if you want to see it. Yeah, but this is a, a case study essentially, um, not a real client. Basically, that functional medicine timeline. We'll talk about antecedents here. So this is basically when you're preconception or born. You know, family history and genetics will genetics, play a role okay. here. Okay. Prenatal are some of the things that could have went on during your mother being pregnant with you, and then you would look from birth onward to the current. Um, what your current concerns are go here, and then different signs and symptoms throughout the lifespan. Uh, triggers and events would be things like, you know, um, your father had a stroke at this point, or your uh, sister had some traumatic event happen, you lost your job. So those things yeah. would go here, and you would kind of map out and see how those work with one another. Okay. Um, as for the uh, mediators on top, things like your lifestyle, being in a sedentary lifestyle or picking up a new workout routine, things like that. Those will okay. be all in there. Um, but with this information, you're able to look at the different systems and try and set them up and see if, if there is a cause and what is the yeah. cause of that cause? Just like you mentioned with the eating disorder, yeah. realizing it has to do with a relationship rather than their food, but with your father, yeah. that is something you would see as a trigger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is a lot of your work looking at emotional, uh, like intense emotional events from our past? Like, is that a big part of your work? Uh, it's definitely part of it. Um, you also will look at, you know, environmental exposures. So, Hey, I lived in a house that had water damage at one point. Was I exposed to mold, mold or yeah. I worked under a cell tower? Did I have EMF radiation issues? Right. Things that you don't normally see, from being up close, it's almost like that bird's eye view as well. So it gives you a little of both. Okay. Okay. And so for somebody just starting, like, is there something like, is there like an initial test you recommend somebody to take? Like, should they go get blood work done? Should like, where does somebody start to become a little bit more self-aware about the other factors aside from just nutrition, just food? Like, where does somebody start? What test do they take? So I wouldn't necessarily say that they need to have a test. Okay. Um, a really great tool that you can actually find for free online. It's called a medical symptom questionnaire. And essentially it's a one page document that lists all the symptoms that someone could be struggling with. Okay. You would then rank those symptoms on a scale of zero to four and be able to see what your toxicity levels are. Mm -hmm. um, when you have that information, you can see, you know, if you're between a zero and a 10, you're some, you're a mild or optimal. If you're between 10 to 25, you're mild to moderate, and then past 35, it's severe. The, the scales are independent of the symptoms that they have on the sheet. However, you can gauge where you lie in toxicity based off of the okay. symptoms you're suffering from and the frequency and the severity of those symptoms. With yeah. that information, you can say, hey, maybe it's time I do need to step in and meet with someone, a professional. Yeah going to a functional medicine nutritionist from there, it's going to open up that conversation. There is no lab that you need to figure out and piece these things together right off the bat. You can explore those micronutrient panels or food sensitivity tests. Yeah, they okay. come down the road, but essentially establishing the vision of what's going on in the self first is the biggest component. So okay. meeting with a professional, gauging the need and then meeting with a professional would be my first one, two step. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool. And so like, what, what are some of the common themes that you see with, with people? Like, what are some of the common myths in our current, um, like in the West? Like we, 
like you were saying, treat the symptom as opposed to treating the root. So that might be one. What are some other myths or, or problems that you see with, with our healthcare system currently or just what we generally think about health and how to treat it? Yeah, so I feel that everyone is looking for efficiency at this point efficiency. and less of you know putting in work. Um, mm. Right off the bat, when you meet with a physician or a practitioner in Western culture, you're getting between seven and 23 minutes really? of their time on average. Seven and 23. Yeah. So wow. when you meet with that practitioner, how are they going to get a full picture of you in seven to 23 minutes? Holy you come in crap. and they ask you, what's your chief complaint? They're setting the stage where you're coming in in a negative outlook and, and complaining to them. They call it a chief complaint right off the bat. Whereas if you meet with a functional medicine practitioner, my initial intake is between an hour to an hour and a half long. We're going through your entire history, your dietary patterns, you know, your past attempts, and we are going to collaborate together. So Western culture and Western um, medicine or conventional style approach is very much a, a medical or authoritative dictatorship. You right. come to me with your complaint and I'm going to dictate what I think is best for you. Right. Okay. Well, what happens with compliance? If, if you don't understand the why, or I don't understand you, how would you comply with that? And how is the longevity going to pan out? Whereas if we sit down and we uncover all of this together, yeah, we can collaborate on what would work best for you. Because again, the two of us could have very different learning styles and very different microbiomes and exposures. Right. So what I tell you to do based off of what I would do, would it fit for you? Because you're a different human. That's why we need to work together. So a big flaw is lack of collaboration, lack of mm. time, and lack, lack of putting work in. Wow, that, that's so powerful. I especially love the collaboration. Like, I, obviously, you, you've, you've studied functional nutrition, but you're not sitting here saying, well, I know what, I can, I know what people need to do. Like just by hearing a few symptoms or hearing what they say, you work with them and ask them questions and help them uncover what they need to do. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, what's in, if I'm a client of yours, it's like, what's inside me? Like I know best more than anybody else. So I really, I really, really love that. So when you work with clients, then like take us through, like take us through one of your best transformation stories, like someone who is, you know, like in, in a rut and then they, you, you help them out and like what that process looked like and like a breakthrough that they had. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my clients have breakthrough in the first three weeks. Wow. And that's what's so telling as to the style of care they've received in the past versus the style of care they've received by focusing on themselves and working with a practitioner. So it's funny because I have long-term clients that have had great weight loss if that is their goal. But the difference is, is it sustainable? And how do you feel while doing it? So one of my clients that I've had for a while now, she had seeked help in the past yeah. and she had found success in the past. She had lost weight. Yes. However, in the process, she was groggy. She was tired. She felt bloated. Sometimes her skin wasn't exactly clear. So yeah, she lost the weight, but there were telling signs that she wasn't in optimal health. When she came to work with me, we had a much different approach. So she lost the weight in a slower manner, but she eliminated the bloating. Yes. Her skin cleared up. She was able to 
digest foods and realize that some of the diet culture that told her, you know, low carb is key and, you know, having intermittent fasting, all of these theories, right. Um, they weren't optimal for her specific body. So in the first three weeks alone, the fact that her skin cleared up and she had no bloating in between meals because we were able to pinpoint the foods that she was sensitive to and start to figure out what would help and what would hurt. Um, that immediate sense of, wow, my brain fog's gone at 2 PM and I'm not craving things like those little things happen so quickly. The weight loss is secondary, right? You know, you put in the work and you treat your body the right way. You lose the inflammation and you lose those signals that the body's giving you that there is illness or things going on. And then as a secondary or as a side effect, the weight comes off. Right. Right. Interesting. That's so beautiful. My God. Um, so Okay. That's awesome. I want to, I want to stick to time here. Um, I just, I love everything about that transformation story. And again, I love that you're not focusing on what the norm is in our culture, which is like calories in calories out, like having like focusing on like your weight, focusing on um, how many calories you eat as opposed to things like inflammation and bloating, things that actually affect our quality of life and getting away from this idea that the way our bodies look should dictate how we feel when it has so much more to do with what's inside. So I'm going to end with, with my last question here. If you could leave behind two things, you could leave no legacy, nothing on social media with your family, nothing, but you could leave behind a piece of paper that had two quotes, two ideas. What would those be for the entire world to read? Trust your intuition and ask why. So Mm, I just think that innately our gut feelings tend to be accurate. If you think something's wrong, there probably is something going on. If you think something is meant for you, it probably is. Uh, when it comes to functional medicine, you're more bacteria and more bug than you are human, right? And a lot of that populates in your gut. Who's to say that gut feeling isn't also a familiarity of that bacteria in an experience too? You know, who's to say, yes, it's a theory, but that gut feeling could have a physiological it could be a physiological response also so trusting your gut knowing that you you know what's right for you or you know what you've got questions on as well as maybe trusting that second opinion you're not realizing you're also getting from the microbiome um those are two things that i would say are key and then also ask always ask why yes you know you get a firm understanding of every situation you're in and and i feel that whether it has to do with diet, relationships, um, the state of, you know, being able to just understand other humans better, asking yeah. people their why and finding out their motives. Um, it'll help you get closer and have better, form better connections. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I love those answers, both of them equally. Um, yeah, thank you so, so much for coming on. This was extremely educational. As you saw, Alex took a ton of notes. And yeah, uh, I, I can't, wait, to can't <laughs> wait to look over these. And um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Absolutely. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach back out to me. Um, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you highlighting how important this field is. Of course, of course. And um, lastly, where can people find you to, um, to inquire if they want to look into functional nutrition with you?
Yeah. I mean, my social media page on Instagram is pretty much where I post a lot of my content when it comes to functional medicine and non-toxic living. So Mm -hmm. it would be at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, period, my last name, which is Belia, B-E-L-L-I-A. So at Rachel, period, Belia. Awesome. That'll be in the the description below. Um, Yeah. Again, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. How's that podcast? Pretty good, right? I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm super glad that you guys are here. I'm very grateful that you guys are here. We are putting our all into this content. Me, Alex, Eric, everyone at the Self Love Fitness Project, we're putting our heart and our soul into this, into this company, into this community. And we're just so happy that you're along for the ride. And um, we are just, uh, yeah, we're very grateful for you. So thank you for watching. And I hope to see you at the next one. Drop a comment, drop a like. Please support us. We really appreciate it. And I will see you guys on the next episode. See you there. <laughs>